0: Dakota Shepley is a Saskatchewan Rough Riders offensive lineman, formerly signed to the New York Jets. You might even know him as Omega Red from Deadpool 2, and he's from right here in Windsor. Join me, Drake DeMora, as I chat with Dakota about a ton of topics, including his football career, the film industry, traveling, the XFL, and much more. Hello,
1: how you doing? Zach Kowski. Adam Henry. Joe Sittle. Tom Crawford. Todd
0: Warner. Brett Romberg. DJ Laramie. I Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Wind City Sports. What up, everybody? My name is Jacob and Thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast, Windsor's only local sports radio show and podcast. The radio show airs live on C-Jam 99.1 FM every Thursday at 1230 and replays on Tuesdays at 8.00. The radio show features highlights from our podcast interviews, lots of local sports news, and some good music. Here on the podcast, you can hear the full, uncut, unedited versions of interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and much more. Dropping every Thursday morning on wincitysports.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are found. We're on all sorts of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a like, follow, subscribe at sports. And we also have a YouTube channel, the Win City Sports YouTube channel with a brand new Win City Sports exclusive covering the hometown hockey event in LaSalle this past weekend featuring interviews with Tara Sloan, Chris Draper and Kirk Maltby. You can check that out now. We'll talk all about that at the end of the show as we normally do. But today is Thursday, February 27th, 2020 and it's episode 184 of Win City Sports. And as you may have already noticed, this episode going to be a long one, so I'm not going to ramble too long on here, but I got to tell you about our fucking awesome guest that we have on the show this week. Uh, formerly signed to the New York Jets, and now with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders as an offensive lineman from right here in Windsor, Ontario. Uh, holy Names alumni, Dakota Shepley is our guest this week on Wednesday Sports. Last week we met at CJAM, the radio station after work, and uh, just shot the shit for nearly an hour, and there was nothing. That I could possibly take out of this interview, everything is important and uh, is good. And is stellar. He knew exactly what we were doing. Um, this whole podcast thing—it's still new to to the world and to a lot of people—but he he got it and he knew exactly what was going down. So we talk about everything. <laughs> we talk about his entire football career, um, stemming from just you know a young kid in Windsor. Obviously, talk about growing up here, how he led to football. He was always an athletic kid, obviously. Um, or in some sort of way to a point um, Obviously growing up here he played hockey as well So we talk all about growing up, getting into football Going off to the college ranks and then making it to the NFL And what happened out in New York which led him to the CFL Where are you going to go from there? We also talk about a lot of colorful stuff including his acting career um, Aside from Deadpool 2 where he um, portrayed Omega Red I want to say he played him as you'll hear in the, in the interview all about it He's done some work in other films as well, and um, talk about traveling, talk about his love for music, his passion for music, um, and as well as the XFL. We talk a little bit about the new pro football league and what a pro athlete like himself uh, sort of thinks of the league and how it could or couldn't be beneficial to some players. So again, I'm not going to ramble on too much. You're going to hear that whole interview, and it's a a good one. you can skip through it if you want, but I suggest uh, listening to as much as you can. The two things that I want to get out of the way before we get into that, and then we'll wrap it up quickly after the interview with Dakota, is the Polar Plunge. It's tomorrow at the Windsor, Windsor Aquatic Centre, downtown Windsor, uh, presented by the Ontario Law Enforcement Torch Run, the annual Polar Plunge. is a fun opportunity to support Special Olympics Ontario athletes by taking a flying leap into a very cold water, to say the least. I will be taking part. Uh, It's not too late to donate to our link you can find on Wind City Sports Facebook and Twitter or on my personal Twitter. Um, And again, that's tomorrow. The plunge will take place Friday, uh, February 28th at the Windsor International Aquatic and Training Center. Registration and pre-plunge fun begins at 5 p.m. and the plunge itself is at 6.30. And before we wrap up, Into or jump into the interview with Dakota. I'm going to tell you about the Windsor Lancers athletes of the week via golancers.ca. This week, from the women's volleyball team, it's Brooke Davis, and from the track and field team, Cole Hannum. Cole had a tremendous weekend at the OUA Championships in Toronto. First, he captured a silver medal in the men's 1,000 meter race with a time of 2 minutes 26 seconds, and followed that up with a bronze medal performance as part of the men's 4x800 meter relay team. Meanwhile, Brooke had an exceptional weekend for the Blue and Gold. The Lancers closed out their season with a pair of wins that included a dramatic five-set victory over the number seven-ranked Brock Badgers. Over the two games, the third-year setter had 75 assists, 8 aces, 18 digs, and 4 blocks. So congratulations to both Brooke and Cole on becoming our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week. Without further ado now, let's jump into that interview with Saskatchewan Rough Riders offensive lineman, Dakota Shepley. Here we go. All right. I'm here at CJAM with a UBC alumni, uh, formerly signed to the New York Jets, and now offensive lineman for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders from right here in Windsor, Dakota Shepley. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Um, So, again from windsor born and raised i'm assuming Mm -hmm. can of tell me about like the area you kind of grew up with schools you went to you know south windsor south windsor oh yeah i went to to holy names yeah i went to holy
1: names played there uh yeah when was it 2019 or 2009 to 2013 i did a fifth year so okay Um, went to french immersion grade school right down the street from my house Mm -hmm. never really left windsor at all actually yeah until uh i moved out west for
0: university yeah, so obviously, like, eventually you found that love for football. I mean, growing yeah. up, were you always, like, a sports kid playing as much as you could? I or? mean, my
1: dad got me into t-ball. It was my yeah. first sport, and uh, I think I finished. Like, I stopped playing baseball the first year. It wasn't t-ball anymore. <laughs> so what's I you got think, to you uh, like, screw this? <laughs> I just couldn't hit I just, I hated it. It was so boring for, yeah. to me, especially as, like, as my first sport. I don't know, being, like, five years old, just standing in the field. <laughs> the balls don't come to you. It's not um, bigger out here anywhere I <laughs> know. Yeah, so I uh switched to hockey when I was 8 years old and played until I was 16 or 17. 16 and then I started playing football
0: in grade 11. That's what I was kind of getting get in, yeah. into. I'm sure everyone around here plays hockey no matter single, what kind of yeah. athlete you are, right? Uh were you just playing like house league or, were, or was, I was I, pl- I
1: played house league to start and then made my way into the travel ranks of, that's cool yeah i
0: do find that stuff cool like I, I just learned that luke wilson himself played travel hockey and something Yeah. should have figured everyone hey, everyone literally everyone yep. from windsor at some point. and uh i guess south windsor is kind of like a big baseball kind of area too yeah, i mean luke plays baseball. yeah
1: wasn't he drafted by the blue Jays? Yeah. yeah
0: exactly yeah that's what i mean you start to learn these things about athletes you're like holy shit like, yeah they've, they've done so much right so that's why I was like, this guy probably probably played travel hockey or something. Yeah, I was that's just thinking
1: cool. today that I need to buy because I got rid of my skates and all my gear when I was done university because I had it all in Vancouver. I mm-hmm. was just thinking today I need to buy some new skates, just get that going
0: again. Yeah, it's never too late, man. Yeah, I you know a lot of people. that uh, <laughs> went and played pro, didn't make it, or playing in my my league right now. Yeah, FGHL. Okay. <laughs> You can <laughs> still play. Around. Nice, <laughs> uh, but I mean. So I'm assuming once you got to high school you kind of just were like, "All right, I'm just going to join the football team or
1: Well, I was being, you know, coerced by the the high school coaches when I got there cuz I was so big. Yeah. Uh like I was I've, I've always been big. I've always been the big kid in class, biggest kid in the school in grade school. Um and then when I got to high school, it was obvious. they were like, oh, "You need to play football." But I really wanted to be a hockey player. Um and that they kept trying to convince me through grade 10 um but i i stuck to hockey i actually got kicked off i I joined the football team in grade 10 um and i ended up getting kicked off because i broke my hand playing hockey and uh had to miss so much practice because like you know when you're injured you go stand on the field um and like watch getting mental reps or whatever (laughs) and uh I was just missing that because I had doctor's appointments for my hand and whatever else. Um, so my coach ended up being like, just give me your jersey, you're done. <laughs> and I had it in my backpack on, I'll never forget, it was right in the hallway. I was like, here you go. I was like, all right. I just like, walked away. So I was done football that year. I got kicked off the team, basically. And then uh, in one of those appointments for my hand, the uh, the doctor, Dr. Scion was his name at Hotel Dew gave me, like, this long spiel as, you know, as, an ortho- or as a prosthetic surgeon or what was he? Plastic surgeon because he was, it was my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my mom was in the room. He just gave me a whole spiel on why I should be playing football instead of hockey. <laughs> um, just explained, like, the opportunity for a scholarship and go play university, get a university degree, and then potentially play professional. But the focus mm-hmm. of the the conversation was university and my mom liked that
0: so mm-hmm. education right
1: yeah, yeah so grade 11 I started I kind of just stopped playing hockey and started playing football and watching football mm-hmm. and just
0: got into it shift the focus over to to there I suppose yeah
1: like I just I watched a lot of football that like s- summer of school and uh, came in like decently good like way better than I was when I started in grade 10 you know the first part of the season people were like well, how did you what happened how do you get so good i remember my buddy asked me how'd you get good at football you sucked <laughs> that's what he said and i was like i just watched it <laughs> <laughs> i just funny. watched it on tv and kind of just watched like, you know that's i'm a big visual learner so it helped me a
0: lot yeah, right that's what i what gonna say everyone learns differently right so yeah that's the way yeah majorly for you. so i mean but prior to that you weren't really like a football crazy kid No, I wasn't really, like, a
1: sports crazy kid. The the craziest I ever got was playing hockey, watching the Red Wings. Like, I was really into the Red Wings when it was, like, Iserman, Chelios, Shanahan, Mm -hmm. and uh, Dominic Cossack. Like, I was really into those that championship team. Um, But only because my dad's company that he worked for at the time had tickets. So I was like, I could go to them, and I got really into, like, the seasons. But other than that, I've been, always been more of, like, a music guy, honestly. Yeah. I was yeah. going to ask if you had more, like, different hobbies outside of uh Yeah, know, like, I played the drum. drums. I played the yeah. drums since I was three. Um, My earliest – I think my earliest memory was getting my first drum kit. My dad standing at the top of the stairs with, like, a bass drum on his shoulder. And it was, uh, it was the morning because I I'd come out of, like, our playroom at the base of the stairs – and, like, the sun was, like, shining right through the drum. I'll never forget. It's a vivid it was, like, memory, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, a, a solar eclipse of, like, this <laughs> bass drum the top of the stairs and, like, him walking down with it. And, then, like, I always had rhythm. So, yeah, music's kind of been, like, that constant passion cool. for me, yeah. And just kind of, like, jamming on your own? or like... Yeah, like, I was, I was, my time for hockey was divided in high school because I was in a band. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. And then, uh, yeah, we played around, whatever it was. A, drummer for them with one of my best friends from you know growing up we found some guys in high school and then when I went away for university I was like all right football is the focus now kind of just quit
0: well that's the things like again like I like to learn like you don't know that an athlete has that musical side to them or that artistic side or whatever you know yeah you'd be surprised a lot of guys
1: especially uh on my team now and in Saskatchewan there's a lot of guys that make music that you wouldn't You wouldn't guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a band right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much can. That's cool, man. I mean, um, to just learn those little things about people from from Windsor who have gone on. Like, that's what I mean. I I know you as a football player. Mm -hmm. I don't know you as Omega Red. Sure. Whatever else. You know what I mean? It's cool. Um, But that being said, I guess the the football kind of realm of it, um, given what you had done at Holy Names, obviously they have a strong football system they have for many years. I'm sure you could attest to that, right? oh yeah we
1: uh i feel like they've always been good unfortunately when i played we always came up short to herman we never beat Herman. another
0: good football team
1: never beat herman which sucks but i mean they've been beating him as of late which is Mm. good not that i mean high school kids i hope they all do well (laughs) and have fun but i'd like holy names to win and they have been so
0: with the help of theo johnson big stud Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got to start getting into that too more. The more like high school coaches and stuff like that. Yeah. Look at what they've been able to see, you know what I mean? Like, especially Holy Names. Yeah. Especially like
1: Coach McIntyre there at Holy Names has seen a lot of really gifted athletes and some really successful people after sports. Mm. Exactly. But like, someone like that has had a mm -hmm. lot of guys go through the CFL and the NFL now. And he himself works closely with CFL teams. So,
0: no, so you know, that's the stuff that you don't know about. Yeah. Like, you don't know what's going on yeah. here and the connections to mm-hmm. CFL, NFL, whatever it yeah. might be. Um, and just, you know, so you played grade 11 and 12, and that was enough to get you uh, 11, 12, recruited. and fifth year. Oh, and yeah, third year. Yeah, sir. Um, um, so yeah. that was enough to kind of get you recruited and stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was already, I already had the size. I just needed to, like, discover what the weight room was. I got into the weight room really, like, grade 12. I got into it. I got into it in grade eleven because I had a buddy who was a hockey player. and he, he wanted to be in the NHL, and he was like, his main selling point of me is like, girls aren't going to like you if you don't have muscles or whatever. So I started working out with him at the Holy Names gym, and then from there, in grade twelve, I got a membership at Lifestyles. Good old Lifestyles. Good old Lifestyles. It, yeah. And then, um, yeah, had I had I got into the gym sooner, I think. I would have had more opportunities had I played football sooner. Of course, yeah. probably could have gone down a different path, but yeah.
0: Did you think you needed that fifth year then?
1: Oh, I certainly yeah. needed that fifth year. Yeah, I definitely needed it. Sometimes I think I should have taken because I was in, I was at UBC. Not to jump ahead of the timeline yeah, yeah, sure. here, but I was at UBC for five years because I redshirted my first year. So really, I played for four. Sometimes I think I should have taken that fifth yeah. year of play because. I would it's just the same as like a fifth year of um, high school you're just like so much wiser and you've played for so much longer Mm because that one season is big difference like fifth year of high school I'm playing against kids who are like I'm like 17 and
0: these kids are like 14 Mm -hmm. at the time makes a huge difference yeah three years in like high school that's what I mean and you had only had two under your belt yeah grade
1: 13 some kid Mm -hmm. who's in grade 10 is good enough to play senior but he's like
0: you know. Just got that extra edge. Should have taken it anyways. Yeah. Kind of rambling. Yeah. yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> I mean, so were you kind of like well holy shit, like all these people are reaching out to me or, or again, I guess it was kind of the goal, right? Like when you had that, that talk with the uh with the doctor, you knew that was kind of what you were working towards, or were yeah. it kinda of overwhelming, like, you know, people from other maybe maybe it was even come from the States, right? Like people recruiting you. It, you was, kind of like, it was
1: it was uh so It was a lot of Okay, yeah, I'm gonna focus on football, and then I played in grade 11. And after grade 11, there was a coach who was a former player. They told me that I could be really good. He, who I reminded, I reminded him of, you know, a football player he had played with when he was in high school, who ended up playing at Western. And all the guys on the team respected that guy he was talking about because it was Scott you I don't know if you know yeah. the name. Huge dude, and in high school he was like. He was stronger than some guys I know now. Um, I remember him. And uh, so grade 11, that kind of boosted my confidence because they there telling me that I'm like this guy that everyone looks up to um, in the weight room. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get in the <laughs> weight room. Then grade 12 came around, and then coaches started telling me, like, you're going to get a scholarship. You're going to go somewhere and play, but where you go and how far you take it takes you is up to you, like, right now. Like, it starts, like you know summer of grade 12 like you need mm-hmm. to get and kick it into gear um then grade thir- like the fifth year uh I was trying like I was all in on like being a football player in hindsight it's kind of like it was it's kind of too little too late because I should like grade 9 and 10 yeah what I could have dialed in grade 9 and 10 but I didn't know. I thought I I wanted to be so many different things. I was in a band. (laughs) I was playing hockey. I was taking classes because I thought I wanted to be a paramedic. Like, (laughs) in grade 11, I took, I'm like, I majored in English and creative writing in University K. In high school, in grade 11, I took math, chem, bio, and a spare in one semester, and then, like, physics, and whatever else. Oh, I had co-op at a fire hall. So I'm, I co-opted at a fire hall and took math, chem, bio, because I wanted to be a paramedic, and they gave me a 50. They gave me the 50 in every class because I was so bad. At, I'm like, I went up to every teacher. I was like, listen, I thought I wanted to be this. I'm not going to be this. What can you do yeah, for me? Is like, there some work I <laughs> yeah. can do to, <laughs> yeah. like, make sure I just don't fail this? So I need the credit. Yeah, that ended up biting me in the ass. Um, when I got recruited for football in my fifth year. Yeah. 'Cause uh Well now that they're starting to look at your grades. <laughs> the well the way the GPA system works in the States is it takes it's called the core sixteen, it takes a math chem or it takes a math, science, language, and social study from grade nine, ten, eleven, twelve and that's your cumulative average of those sixteen courses. Which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You're like you're basing some kid's future off of what he did in grade nine when he was are you, 13 in grade 9 or 14? They're not even worrying about your grades. Yeah. You know what I mean? like I took dr- – like, you know, you take drama and stuff. You're know, like, this isn't going to – like, I'm not, whatever. But in Canada, they take a grade 12 average, which my grade 12 average was fine. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, so that's that's one of the big reasons I ended up going to Canadian University, actually. Yeah, and I think there's a big difference there between, you know, American and Canadian, obviously, for the sport – yeah side of it right yeah but i mean how was it four years spent in british columbia i'm sure yeah five five, great, five years. yeah so.
1: it was uh it was sweet it was like one of the better decisions i've ever made for myself um a lot like a big mentor of mine in high school and who i still you know um keep in contact with uh miss schudner my grade 10 english teacher great yeah grade 10 Grade 10 English teacher. She uh grade ten or eleven. like oh it was grade eleven. I get messed up because that fifth year. Yeah. (laughs) It was grade eleven. Um she was up to speed on me getting recruited and by who. Um and when she heard that uh when she found out that UBC was recruiting me, she said, You need to go for a visit because they bring you out for visits when Mm -hmm. they recruit you. And she's like, even if you don't go there, go for the free trip to Vancouver yeah. because I had never been anywhere, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um so okay. And she's like, if you do like it, the education it's like a top twenty school globally academically. Um, so you'll get a good education, but you also live in Vancouver, which is like once in a lifetime um it's an opportunity. So so I went out there and really enjoyed it. I knew I, I kinda already knew I was gonna go there before I'd gone. Um But that's another story I'll probably end up sharing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Um, you probably just like the idea of it too, right? I just really liked – I knew I liked the West Coast before I'd even gone there. I love mountains. I prefer lakes over the ocean, um, which is why I think I like Michigan and northern Ontario so much. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the ocean's there, but there's lots of really nice lakes. And the trees and rocks, it's just like – it's very Mm me. Um, But, yeah, back to that GPA – whole thing ordeal um i was getting recruited heavily by a bunch of schools in canada pretty much every university in ontario um uh manitoba saskatchewan and then ubc kind of skipped over calgary um a lot of schools out east as well and then there was a lot of like division two and like one double a uh schools in michigan um it was just like Midwest, I guess. And uh, Central Michigan had contacted me about recruiting me as a tight end. So, can you catch? The coach texted me, can you catch? I was like, yeah, I can catch. Go right now. Make a video of you running routes and catching. It doesn't need to be long or special. Just I want to see if you got hands. So, I called my high school quarterback. We came here to the 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 mm-hmm. Lancer's field there. The, uh, <laughs> the coach actually wouldn't let me go on the actual field because I was icing University of Windsor because I didn't, knew I didn't want to go to University <laughs> of Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> so we went on the grass field next to the turf field and ran route. sent it to him. He said, it looks good. Send me your transcripts. So I sent him my transcripts, and I was like 0.2 off of the GPA, mm-hmm. um, the ad- admission standard GPA or whatever and then i found out that it was because of my grades in grade 9 and 10 in math and science and then and this is me in my 5th year mm-hmm. and i went to my uh my grade 11 english teacher miss Chudner, like so upset like i was like i was furious mm-hmm. and i sat i literally just went and sat in one of her classes during my spare and then like when the class ended just like okay what's going on and you're like you're you're freaking out i need to come back for a second semester of fifth year to take classes with these 13-year-olds because to get in university... Like you like upgrade so, your grade 9. I needed to upgrade my grade 9 no. and grade 10 class in the same semester. Oh, my God. So it was going to be like math, math... or math, science, math, science. Like, it was going to suck. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, you're not. You're going to go... Uh, you're going to go visit Vancouver, see how you like it. And then if you come back... You know, because it's a three-day trip, weekend trip or whatever. If you come back and you decide you don't like it, then we'll figure out what we're going to do for you. Give me extra work or whatever it's going to be. And I ended up going and liking it. So I was like, you know what? One way or another, if my goal is to be a professional football player, then it'll happen if I'm
0: good. Mm-hmm.
1: So, this is a good start. Yeah, made that decision. That's crazy, man. Yeah.
0: It's crazy how these things happen. It
1: was literally – oh, the, the part that I didn't – the detail I didn't mention was after I made that video – for Central Michigan, UBC called me that same night. So when he, the guy asked me for my transcripts, like in the same, like 24 hours, that same day, same same son, that guy that was like a sign. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. The, the UBC called me and was like, "You ever you ever uh, heard of UBC?" I said, "Nope." Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it stood for. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you ever been to Vancouver? I'm, nope. And then he said the same thing. He's like, "If you don't want to come here, at least come for the trip," because I think he knew that. Vancouver Vancouver's, what you get out Vancouver's there, like yeah. the biggest recruiting tool of all time yeah it's
0: it's unbelievable just being able to go there and see it's like okay maybe I'll stay yeah I, I literally know. just got back from there three days ago yeah. because because Why I not? can yeah, yeah it's like a, bit, I'm sure you know people you know yeah it was awesome
1: now. it was awesome train at my I trained at my school the gym there and
0: that's cool I'm it's sure great. they're happy to have you back yeah and too, oh, right? good that's good stuff it's cool. it's crazy man like because I'm more like I grew up playing hockey. I've always been a hockey fan. So we were talking before. And it's like these hockey players play their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And then talking to the football guys from the show, I realized they just pick it up in high, high school. I'm yeah. like, holy, like, it's crazy to me to think that. And then for you to do it even later in your high yeah. school career, it's crazy. And it's it's kind of silly to uh, that grade 9 and 10 almost screwed you over. Yeah. Too, right? it's, it's just. having
1: Having played hockey, though, I'm really happy that. Um, I'm really happy that I started playing football as late as I did because I don't think that I – like you only have a certain shelf life as a football player. Mm-hmm. You can only get hit so many times. And I, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of guys that started when they – started playing football when they were seven years old and are playing in the sure, NFL yeah. right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's also guys that I know have played football their whole life and they fizzled out by like grade 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, oh, that's too much for me. You can only get hit in the head so many times. Yeah. And uh, I think when you're a kid especially, think of like the technology they have now that like seven-year-olds didn't have in 2000 and and whatever, 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I'm actually, I think it was a blessing in disguise that I started so late.
0: Definitely, man. It's crazy. And, And what the people have been able to do from here has only grown the whole sport stronger mm-hmm. you know like luke and uh, tyrone doing their thing and coming back and training kids in the summer yeah yeah they're exactly. very, the, whenever they do it you know what i mean yeah yeah that wasn't around when you and i were younger either, or when they were young oh right? no you know yeah, what I mean. certainly so i mean and now like you said like uh there's only so much sh- uh shelf life for yourself as a football player mm-hmm. now you're kind of in the thick of it uh, after five years in bc yeah Signed to the Jets, go through the training camp. I think we played a few games or yeah, played the played preseason three. with them. Just kind of take me through that a little yeah.
1: bit. Yeah, no, that was sweet. I uh, yeah,
0: it had been really like cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: cool. Like the whole process leading up to it, because I had really gotten in my head that I was going to the NFL um, before I finished my last season at UBC. I was like these. I was just I just knew that I had NFL size. I had coaches telling me that I did. Kind of the same situation as. Um, when I was in high school, coaches tell me I could play profet- or yeah. play at university. It was kind of like the same. I took it as the same. It was like the same scenario, just at a different level. I was like, okay, they're telling me I can do it. I know I can do it. It's going to happen. Like I kind of just visualized it and um, left UBC after my my last year for the second semester to come to back to Windsor to train in Michigan for like my combine. I my agent was able to work out like a pretty much snake me into a Eastern Michigan pro day. Um, because I lived within 50 miles of the, of the university. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. So I got a good opportunity there. And from, from that, um, combine, I had like five or six teams to choose from after day three of the draft. Wow. Um, and ended up going with the New York jets. Um, which was sweet that was like it's pretty
0: big yeah it was pretty (laughs) Pretty, sweet like just
1: as a as a as someone who started playing football in grade 11 went to a canadian university because i wasn't smart enough (laughs) air quotes um to skipping american school skipping the cfl and went straight to the nfl was like very cool and Mm -hmm. very daunting but i did it and it was pretty sweet yeah, was, yeah when it happened there is even like i there was a there's a point where i thought i might have even been getting drafted in or the seventh round which would have been awesome but you know the way she goes yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> not complaining yeah but, uh,
0: that's your story right that's you yeah
1: so. so yeah going to new york was sweet um it was just awesome being around football players that went to the schools you hear about on the news and are on espn and playing like you know massive schools like alabama and auburn and uh wherever else and all the professionals who have been veterans in the league for however long i'm just like i said earlier i'm a visual learner and just being around that i just it improved my game so much Mm -hmm. more than another year of university would have or or anything for that matter it was just it was uh It was a great experience. Yeah, that's
0: what even the combine and training camp could do for you, Mm -hmm. just being able to learn from that experience. Yeah,
1: it's just uh, it's so important for me to be around other athletes like myself and at that, you know, people who are more talented than me because it only makes me better. That's how I felt being in New
0: York. Yeah, and that makes total Mm -hmm. sense. That's what everyone seems to say on here too, is, you know, being around – um, like-minded people and high-level athletes, it's yeah. only going to make it better. And I should have told you Sorry. it gets hot in here, man. Dude, it's, it's, <laughs> it's heating up. Good thing you are a tank top here. <laughs> and we're just uh, kind of getting started, but I mean, all no good. Um, so you know what happened happened with New York. I mean, um, I guess ultimately they just decided not to go with you or whatever. You man, it's with.
1: it's it's crazy. Uh, that's another thing I realized about like professional football because it's this it's it's the same in the CFL. It might actually be more cutthroat because there's less teams so there's less there's more competition um on what players they're going to get and uh in the nfl you can get picked up you know the 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 problem is getting noticed in the nfl but in the cfl like you're way more valuable because there's only nine teams Mm -hmm. but um in the nfl what happened with new york was was crazy because I thought I was doing really well in camp. They tell you not to play GM in camp. Just play <laughs> football, don't think, okay, who's going to get cut? Who's mm-hmm. who's not who's going to make it, whatever. I was uh, I was doing that. And uh the way I figured it, I was like I'm going to I'm going to make the practice squad um at least. Like I know I I was very confident um after the fourth game um the fourth preseason game. Oh, in the preseason games I thought it was a good idea to go to New York because they had just gotten a new um, offensive line coach and offensive coordinator. So it was like, nice. It's like a fresh start, and they're mm-hmm. gonna, just going to – it's just like a blank slate, and they're going to look at everyone equally. Um, but they didn't actually end up playing any of the offensive line rookies um, until the fourth preseason game, the second half of it. So I got in for – in the preseason game number two and three. um, only on field goal so my only in-game film which is which is your your bread and butter is yeah, your livelihood almost yeah that's how that's what other teams are gonna see of me so my only film is from one half of the fourth game and I, and like these like the games leading up like one two and three I was off like the pre-workout smelling salts <laughs> on the sideline getting ready to go in like getting doing push-ups on the bike only to, like, not go in. And it was so, like, to get, like, so high to get ready to play and then get so low because you didn't play is just like, all right, well, the next game is going to be it. And then it doesn't happen. Oh, all right, the next game doesn't happen. It just it throws you off so much, especially as an offensive lineman. I feel like because so much of the position is getting a read on the guy you're going against and getting an understanding of, like, his moves, like a defensive lineman's moves and, and getting in his head. And just getting thrown in for I think it ended up being like five series total. Um with a uh with a quarterback I had never worked with in a really loud stadium. It's just like it was just the worst yeah, yeah. it was the worst scenario yeah. ever. I, aside from that, I ended up doing real well. And I thought I was gonna be good. So they brought me in on cut day, um, and said, uh, you know, bring in your iPad, which is what they say when they're gonna cut you. Hmm. Okay, so they brought me in. They said, we're going to sign you the practice squad. We need to release you for 48 hours. And then once that's up, if no one else offers you a contract, then we'll sign you the practice squad. Like, Sweet, like I did it. Went and mm-hmm. bought like a steak dinner. <laughs> Went and saw a movie. <laughs> New York a couple State beers with my yeah. buddies. Yeah, I was hanging out. And then uh, the day came for them to, I think that that happened on a Friday. The game was on a Friday. Sunday came around. And my agent called me and said, hey, they're not. Uh, they're not going to sign you. So they just kept me in the ho they kept me in New York for the forty eight hours, and then uh said yeah they're not they're not going to sign you something came up or whatever it was doesn't it was, could be anything I was like all right had a had a workout with the New York Giants the following day, and they said they'd give me a call. this is the thing everyone says they'll give you a call mm-hmm. every day. um so I spent that whole n f l season. Uh, training and then in December I, I attended like seven or eight uh, futures contract workouts with different teams nothing came of it um, and then uh, I just decided I could have I could have kept trying there was other opportunities to to try for the NFL um, my agent was working hard but you know the CFL the, the Saskatchewan fighters drafted me and i was super sick of like trying to prove myself to teams that i knew because i had been in the locker room in new york i know that i can be here Mm -hmm. so i was kind of got i kind of got sick of it at that time i was like i'm gonna go play for a team that wants me yeah okay i got you and uh you know use the stuff i learned here in new york and apply it to the cfl
0: um into the locker room there and ultimately that's what ended up happening it's awesome, man. And if I'm not mistaken, so you're signed by the Jets, and then like a week later was the CFL draft too, right?
1: Yeah, I signed with the I signed with the Jets, and we were in. Um, I guess it would have been in. I get. I think the CFL drafts in March, so yeah, I was in OTAs with the Jets, and uh, I missed the call. <laughs> I missed the call for like the draft call that like they call you and say we mm-hmm. drafted you. you. yeah. Um, <clears throat> because I was one, I wasn't expecting it because it was in the first round of the CFL draft and having been signed to the jets, I would have thought that other teams would have passed me up because I was expect they were expecting for me to stick. Um, so I missed the call and I was in the shower because we had just finished the day, like a long day. I just had a message saying, Hey, uh, Coach Jones, just give me a call back when you get a chance.
0: We just drafted you. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah so I called him back. It was kind of funny. That's good. So, I mean, uh, now you, you signed a two-year contract with them.
1: I signed a two and a one, which is pretty st- – it's a standard rookie contract, like length.
0: Um, two years, and then it's a club option. They want to resign me or okay. yeah. trade me. And this has been your first season. It's just just, passed. Finished. Yep. Uh, just finished. I'm sure it's got to be pretty good out there. They're a pretty credible team for the CFL. Yeah, one of the biggest teams, the biggest out there, the biggest. Yeah. And uh, I hear they they sell some of the most the most merchandise in all of sports. Yeah,
1: you can. So. I think it's the uh, like the most consistent attendance in sports mm-hmm. in North America. There's some lately.
0: crazy stats like that where it's like it's, you wouldn't uh, even know.
1: Yeah, I think other than the Toronto Maple Leafs games, it's like the most attended game. In North America, it's crazy, man. Yeah, so it's like out there. Like. Every game is like thirty. It's, I mean, it's thirty. It's like thirty-two thousand people. Uh-huh. Um, really nice, brand new stadium. It's kind of like I've been ca- comparing it to um, to Alabama, like Roll Tide, <laughs> 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 because uh, Crimson Tide. My, crazy my bad, here. sorry. I'm hitting the thing here. Yeah, um, because there's nothing to do in Regina, let well, alone Saskatchewan, but. Regina, there's like there's the football team and then there's whatever job you have. And that's it. So everyone goes to the football games. Everyone cares about the football players. Everyone knows their names. Like I moved into my place um, after camp. I moved into my apartment or my house. And uh, my next door neighbor was like, hey, Dakota. (laughs) Never met him before. Hey, Dakota. Uh, Welcome. And introduced himself. Asked me how I enjoyed Going to school in Vancouver, like knew everything about my life, and then he was wearing like a rider's hat and shirt, and then every single day I saw him, he was always wearing something. Everyone wears something. Riders, yeah. it's like a mass. It's like their culture there. It's it's That's what everyone lives for. Yeah, I
0: mean, especially closer down this way in Canada, and even up in Toronto, mm-hmm. the CFL just isn't that popular. You know,
1: well, it's the only other than their um, their lacrosse team that they have there in Regina. It's the only professional sport in the province. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's like there's nothing there's nothing else to go see. Like in Toronto, <laughs> there's there's they the, have too much. Almost. They have so yeah. many. Yeah, there's so yeah. many teams in BC. They got the soccer team as well, I think the most fans out of anyone. Oh, maybe the Canucks. But still, they have. I think they have more fans. <laughs> this is rude. They have more <laughs> fans go to like their. Um, what is it like? Summer league baseball team, like low A or whatever it is, Double A baseball team. than the BC Lions game, <laughs> 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 like the seventeen-year-old kids playing baseball. <laughs> Vancouver Canadians. I can't, yeah. I, can't, I can't. No, you know what? They're
0: older. I'll we'll be streaming the, the Little League World uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's> Series. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's it's uh, they
0: love those games out there. But that's, yeah, that's crazy, man. um Before we get, we'll talk a little bit more about the Rough Riders and stuff like that, but. Just talking about you know get being able to travel out there. You got to travel to BC. Mm-hmm. You've been able to travel almost big parts of the world now through football oh, mm-hmm. and through pretty much your career. Mm-hmm. I mean, I seen you were on vacation when I talked to uh, yeah. Ray too. Where where were you? That I went fantastic.
1: to uh, yeah, I went to Vancouver January fifteenth. The reason I went to Vancouver was because I had to catch a flight to Hawaii from Vancouver. Okay, so, so I'm gonna I made a trip out of going to Vancouver because it's the best. And I have a place to stay there, and I know everybody, so I'm comfortable there. But, yeah, I had to go to Hawaii. Had to. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> my, right? my, my, buddy, uh, my buddy has a place out there. So oh, we sick. went, um, yeah, beginning of February. Good time. It was my first time. That was my first time going to Hawaii. It was my second time leaving the continent. I went to Cuba last March, and that was my first time, like, flying over a body of water that was an ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cause I didn't, I didn't really, I've never done like a grad trip or anything. Cause it was always well, sports. Said you never left
0: Windsor until you went to... Never went really. To yeah. Z. I went
1: to Toronto. That was pretty much it. Tobermory. It was like more yeah, vacation. Oh, I went trips. to Florida. I've been to like, uh, now that I've gone to Hawaii, I've probably been to about 40 states. Wow. And I've been to every province. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to like a lot of the states all through, all up in there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I've been traveling a lot. Yeah, that's cool that you're able to do that. Yeah, exactly. So right? Like cool. I said,
0: you just started playing football in grade yeah, 11. Yeah, so cool. Never would have thought, probably. And then
1: because I went to UBC and made friends playing hockey growing up, made friends in football, everywhere I go, like I know someone who's from Vancouver and went to school in Calgary or a friend yeah. goes to school in Winnipeg. So everywhere I go, I have you know a lunch buddy or whatever.
0: Yeah, or couch to crash on or something.
1: Yeah, know? well, I mean, I go there and stay in the hotel with a football team, but... <laughs> I I have friends in
0: in different provinces, which is strange yeah, and Yeah, you cool got to take and, advantage of it. Yeah, it's sweet. It's crazy, man. So, I mean, as mentioned, this is your first year with the Rough Riders. You were named the Outstanding Rookie Anonymously. Um, you guys went to the Western Final. And, again, a seemingly pretty new uh, squad out there as well. So I'm sure you're looking forward to the second year and seeing where it goes from there. Yeah. I'm... Unless you have something else. Lined no, up. yeah, I'm
1: <laughs> just a, like – I wish – I wish I would have done more with. I wish more would have come of the rookie season. I'm very. I'm very happy with how it went. Yeah. I just feel like you probably went uh,
0: by so fast too. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. I got lucky and got in in the, in the beginning of the season. I mean, at the expense of some guys, Patella Tenon. Of course, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. But, uh, part of the part of the game. But I got in and did well when I was in. So it, I think I made a little bit of a name for myself in the in the CFL and hopefully. uh next year i'll do enough to have you know teams notice down south again
0: yeah so i mean we'll get into that as well but um we kind of jumped all over the place cause i yeah. want to talk about like kind of traveling and like mm-hmm. all the cool stuff you've been able to do uh with your life and this is pretty much the one part that i was so anticipating yeah. <laughs> how the hell did you get into deadpool too yeah just tell me about as much as you can from um, the beginning i guess
1: yeah when i was in at ubc uh We were sitting in the locker room one day, and, like, a crew came in of, like, it was, like, producers um, walking through our locker room taking photos of everything. And they took photos of us just sitting in the locker room. We were, like, hey, what's going on? Like, are you guys filming a movie is what we said. And they said, yeah. And there was, like, a lull. They said, want to be in it? (laughs) And we were, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll uh, we'll send you the we'll give the papers to your coach, yada yada yada, and we ended up being extras in this Hallmark movie. It's okay, called okay. Love on the Sideline. We were just football players okay. on the field, but it was really cool to see how, like the back,
0: yeah, you see know, the the, filming yeah, filming process. behind the scenes
1: of uh, how a movies made, and there's just all this equipment all over our stadium. They're on our field that we played on. I ended up finding out that. Um, Uh, Night at the Museum was filmed on my campus. The Butterfly Effect was was filmed in, like, the dorms that I stayed in. (laughs) Uh, She's the Man was filmed on our field in our locker room, Amanda Bynes. She flashes the guy on the field. (laughs) Yeah, like, they painted everything red. I guess there's still parts of, like, our locker room, because we're blue and gold. There's parts of our locker room that are red paint because of the film they filmed there. (laughs) They had this Hallmark film. They film a bunch of, like, Netflix originals there. Anyway, so I was surrounded by all this, like, the film industries. That's when it became apparent to me that, like, oh, there's, like, they're filming crap here all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, a lot of uh, movies are filmed, actually. Dude, everything them, is, right? Yeah.
1: Everything. Yeah. Um, all of Seth Rogen's films, except for the ones that are in L.A., <laughs> I mean, naturally. Yeah, yeah. His His uh, production company is called Point Grey Productions. That's the neighborhood I I lived in, in UBC. That's <laughs> Yeah, Point Grey Productions. It's just he grew up. He went to school like 10 minutes from where I lived at UBC. So cool. Um, so, yeah, I was an extra in that movie and then was pretty intrigued. And from there I, uh, I ended up being a stunt and body double in a Netflix movie called Game Over Man. It was actually produced by Seth Rogen, executive produced by Seth Rogen. Yeah. Um, and it starred the uh, the three guys from Workaholics. Um, so that was like the easiest money I ever made. I was a, a dead guy that laid face down for four days. I got paid a thousand bucks a day and just like shot the shit with the uh, whoever was there with yeah. the workaholics dudes like in the green room That's until sick. they call me. It was so cool. So awesome. Like, we were just eating whatever, like the cookies they give you, and muffins, yeah. and like just hanging out. It was just it was awesome. Um, and then from there. You, you 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 get inputted into, like, this extra base. So they just fill in, like, we're looking for someone this height to mm-hmm. be this guy, this color eyes, whatever. And that's how I got that. And maybe, like, four months, five months after that, in the summer of 2016, uh, I got a call to be in this movie that they were calling Caribbean Blue. And uh I was like, "Okay, it's a code name. They give every movie a code name when they're filming it, so people don't know what they're filming. Mm-hmm. Caribbean Blue I was like all right, so I friggin bust like two hours to this studio in the middle of well, not the middle of it's just the outskirts of uh of Vancouver. It's like going to Hamilton if you're in Toronto, but busing there, so it takes a friggin long time mm-hmm. and uh went there." And they were fitting me for, like, this prison outfit, like a prison onesie, and, like, these Velcro shoes. And And you don't know what you're doing. I had no idea what it was. Um, But I'm, like, looking around, and I'm, like, peeking into the rooms. where The doors are open, and there's, like, renderings, artist sketches of, like, Deadpool suit. And, uh, like, the bad guy in the movie. And, like, I'm like, oh, it's Deadpool. I know what it is. I know what this is. So I got fitted for the... The the onesie, they took my picture so they remember. And then I go sit in the uh the makeup trailer. They're taking pictures of my face with my I'm holding like a little like prison uh, like when you get your mugshot. You mug hold I'm holding it, it says yeah, yeah. my name and height and weight. And uh <laughs> a funny story, I'm sitting in the chair in the makeup trailer and this uh this jacked old guy walks past me and he goes, Dakota Shepley and I was like, Oh shit, he knows my name. I'm still holding like the prison thing. And uh, I asked the makeup, I'm like, How do, who is that guy? How does he know my name? He's like, you're holding a nameplate. I'm like, oh, no doubt. That guy ended up being Josh Brolin. Oh. And I recognized him. I was like, I know that guy it's from somewhere. He's from the somewhere. Goonies. From the goonies. <laughs> but I recognized him. How did I recognize him? No Country for Old Men. Yeah. That's really yeah. Funny. Which is an unreal movie. Yeah. Great movie. Very good movie. And uh, that was him. I was like, oh, that's him. I after, and there was a sweet, like, like a sweet Harley outside of the makeup trailer, which was obviously his. I found out or I realized after. Um, So it just added to how cool Josh Brolin
0: is. Um,
1: (laughs) But after they had taken my photos for that, I got a call two days later um, from a British lady who was the casting director for the movie. And uh, she's like, hi Dakota, I'm sitting in a production meeting right now and we're looking at your photo and we like your photo, like the way you look and we want to like upgrade your role in the movie she's like do you know what live casting is um and i did not she explained that it was like pretty much take a cast mold of your face with all this you know put a Mm -hmm. bunch of goop on your face hardens and then they make a model of your face so they can create prosthetic makeup without you having to be there and put it on your face no i don't know what that is okay well we have to send you to la to get that done can you go to la tomorrow yeah so they flew me out there I had, like, a – I was in tr- L.A. traffic longer than I was in the appointment. I uh, sat in this thing. They put the goop all over my face. And I guess it was, like – it's this, like, world-renowned uh, prosthetic makeup artist, like special effects makeup artist um, whose name I should remember and know. But it escapes me right now. But We'll look it up maybe. Super talented. <laughs> and uh, I ended up leaving. They upgraded my role, and I ended up finding out that I was Omega Red – this, like X-Men supervillain that I ended up looking up afterwards who's a big deal in the X-Men comic book yeah. world apparently um so I got to be him and I I was like an easter egg in this Deadpool 2 yeah uh in all the prison scenes I'm like a locked up X-Men villain which is pretty sweet people knew who I was oh like the other extras on the on the movie were Deadpool fans and were super happy that they got to be in the movie and they're like you're Omega Red like <laughs> yeah. I have like comic books you like you were my first like comic book and there's like a there's like an Instagram fan page for the, oh, cool. the actual character and they tag me and all their yeah. stuff like, oh, just so you're like, probably I'm, getting pictures with I'm people people guy. wanting photos with you probably yeah It's like that. pretty sweet yeah man um, just from like a super random and like you can't even really see me in the movie it's like if you know who what character I am and you see me in the movie, then you know that I was in the movie. But if you don't, then I could just be, like, any other yeah. prisoner. That's
0: the... what I thought. Like, I figured that they, like, you know, like you said, seeing you or, like, yeah. a, he would be good for whatever. Yeah. And my buddy Alex was telling me today that, like, you're in the prison you just kind of, like, grunt at uh, Deadpool or, yeah, or Ryan grunt, or whatever, like, or Yeah, like that, he's, right? like, fresh meat walking in the prison, yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, like,
1: uh. And then there's like a prison <laughs> fight, and I'm, like, an instigator next to the fight. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like... It's not like a role.
0: No, no, no. I knew, like, because yeah. i remember never seen the article that like, you're going to be an extra. And, yeah. All you know, like, right, cool. Whatever, that's cool, whatever. Right. And I look up today, and, like, you had, like, a character. Yeah. I know it wasn't, like, a big part of the movie, but it's just, like... No, it's a character same, name. Yeah. Like, yeah. same with, like, all those other Marvel movies. They'll put ties in from other things. Yeah, and it's, it's like, great attention to detail. Exactly. Part,
1: because they know that there's, like, fanatics. They're going to be like, there's Omega there's Red. Red He's in jail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, I follow the hashtag Omega Red on Instagram, and there's so many, dude, people love that guy. Yeah. There's like artists that take, do their own renderings. There's guys that like do renderings on, on like whatever software and that use my face.
0: That's to cool. To like man. put
1: me on their, the body <laughs> they create.
0: It's sweet. Yeah, Did you, so do you weird. see the first one before? Of course. Yeah. It? No, it was a good movie. I haven't movie. seen the second one yet. Yeah,
1: on. no, it's the first one is
0: better than the second That's one, in my opinion, man.
1: but. You know, it's a great. I love that franchise. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah,
0: I figured. Again, going back when we were g- talking about hobbies, I was gonna be like, maybe like like comic books or something, and that's why you like wanted to. do No, that I've always it.
1: liked. I liked Spider-Man movies growing up, the Batman's with Christian Bale, or yeah, of course, awesome. yeah. But other than that, I don't really do like the Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. I just feel Mania. like it's, it's so
0: much. It's too many.
1: It's so much, and I, I I knew this is when I knew I was done watching superhero movies. It was when Henry Cavill was Superman for the first time and uh, he was fighting whoever he was fighting and like the whole city like buildings were crumbling and like destroyed like the whole city was destroyed at the cost of like saving the world or whatever and beating this guy. And then he was like at one point he had started just like making out with Lois Lane on top of, like, the rubble where, like, people definitely died. Like, everyone died. And I just couldn't get – I can't get over, like, the Avengers, like, destroying buildings. Like, and I'm just supposed to assume that a building was – I just – I can't. I lost it. There's, yeah. there's something in – one of their extras. Yeah, there's something in theater and film called Suspension of Disbelief. It's understanding that what you're seeing isn't real. hmm but, but still accepting a, it as internet, real, yeah. and you have to get it, you have to pretend like WWE wrestling. Yeah, it's so, basically yeah. pretending. I can't, I can't get past yeah. them destroying. It's just like, did you see the Godzilla movie?
0: Uh, the first one, yeah. Like the newest one, nah, like King the Collins newest Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. Well, I seen the one with like the first uh, Brian Cranston, like Walter White. Yes. in it at the beginning. You know, yes. What I mean? yeah.
1: That that movie was on TV. I was in a hotel room not too long ago, and that movie was on TV, and they just they just demolish like I there's yeah, he like turns let, one away and is they should just the let building. Godzilla live at that point in the <laughs> yeah. water because if, just make sure he doesn't come to land. Just let him be. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, man, this movie sucks <laughs> for that reason. Like, I hate that.
0: Anyway, that's funny. But it wasn't your first thing then. I thought like again, like you just kind of like inadvertently found no. yourself in there. You had done a few things. No, I was and... in a
1: couple things. I was also like a body type in uh, a video game, like for a sports video game. I was yeah. a body type. They like. Brought us out and had me wear like just my boxers and like put the little things. Yeah, on they me. put like the the yeah. suit and the
0: they like analyze your body. Little things. It
1: was, it was interesting.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. You Again, know. like you started playing football in yeah. a fucking high school and this yeah. is what it's led you to, right? Yeah, it's insane, man. And to kind of wrap it up, I'll go back to the football thing. You said, you know, looking forward to another year here with the uh, Rough Riders. See what might happen from there. Maybe go back down south or just see whatever. Yeah. No, like specific goals or is that the goal and if not
1: yeah my goal is to play in the nfl yeah my i starting football so late um i think that like my drive to play isn't like i love the game i think i just really love seeing how far i can take something and how good i can get at it Mm -hmm. that's how i feel like i felt with hockey at the time and that's why i was so okay with leaving it because i've been playing it for uh, you know, nine and a half years. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm kind of plateauing as a hockey player. But with football, I haven't feel like I've reached my best yet. Gotcha. And I th- yeah. really like the thought of maximizing my potential as an athlete in person. Aside from all the, the stuff football teaches you as about yourself and helps you develop as a person, I really enjoy the, the physical um, strain and test it puts on you. Uh, as well as mental, um, so until I feel like I've reached my potential as a football player, then I'll keep playing. Yeah, and oh, I f- absolutely. I feel like that
0: potential will be maximized in the NFL, mm-hmm. so that's that's my goal right now. I got you. At the end of the day, it's business, and that's. A, I think that's a good mentality to have. Yeah. Because you want to win, you want to see how far you can push yeah. yourself, and and do that for a team. It's not necessarily just oh, he didn't watch. Joe Namath growing up, so he doesn't deserve to be... A, yeah, you know no, what I mean? That's yeah. not what it's about.
1: Like, there's guys in the in the fo- NFL right now that had never... Like, there's the, the offensive lineman that played rugby. He'd never played football before. He was in the NFL draft. Massive guy. 6'8".
0: Six, yep. six, I mean, there's so much out there, man. And there's one yeah. thing I wanted to kind of touch upon. Not that necessarily this would be for you, mm-hmm. but... I'm seeing it being a little bit popular. It's, it's incredibly new, the resurgence of the XFL. From mm-hmm. a professional athlete standpoint, what do you think? Is it a good opportunity for players that, you know, might need that? Or is it kind of like, I, I don't know if I want to I got <laughs> I, I,
1: I think it still needs time to develop course, as a league. Yeah. But there's a lot of good players um, in that league that I know of, some I know personally. Um who have what it takes to play in the NFL, and maybe just like me, were given a, a shot, and then you know lost it, and are trying to get back. You know, whether it's the CFL or XFL, the CFL has been established for a long yeah. time. I don't yeah, yeah. think it's going anywhere anytime mm-hmm. soon. And one thing that I'm finding personally with the XFL being around is that it's just it's like almost too much football. Like you need a break. Yeah. Like there's the okay. CFL season that starts before the NFL season. And then the NFL season starts and goes into February. Like, mm,
0: actually, I think little... I'd
1: rather like focus on basketball right now. Yeah.
0: Than... So you're saying as a football fan, it's just yeah, like all year round break. is too much. I need that break. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: But I mean, it's a great opportunity to play football and get paid. The the thing is, I don't think there's guys in the XFL who are trying to make it to the NFL. They're trying to make it like a a career league. Oh yeah. Not not so much like a farm league for the nfl you know what i mean yeah
0: and it's probably not what it should start off as right like, right
1: like there's a there's a starting quarterback in the xfl who's 40 years old it's like that's not giving an opportunity for no. a kid who's trying to make it in the nfl yeah of course yeah that kind of upsets me yeah
0: i don't like that i'm talking more like maybe people around our age are a little bit older or younger if you know you go through college and right. you don't know, have anywhere to go that might be just a good opportunity to play yeah the you know? xfl
1: would be good for it seems like it's good for, yeah, like we, like you say, like college athletes that everyone loves, household names yeah, in the yeah, college realm. These
0: are legitimate players. It's not like they're going Yeah, it's not like it's crap football. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I think the NFL will always be like the pinnacle
0: of – Of course. Oh, of course. That's not what I'm getting at at all. It's yeah. just, you know, given that you're a pro football player, what, I just wanted to kind of get your opinion on that. I'm, and uh,
1: I'm staying in the CFL if the N- – Xf- well, Xf- <laughs> no, I could have had an opportunity in yeah. X- XFL this year, but the CFL is – it's like,
0: what do you think of the, like the rules and all that?
1: Um, you mean the XFL rules? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like how they're tr- they're trying to you know make it a little bit more. They're trying spicy, to change it. Up. Yeah. I don't care for that. No.
1: No. I just the NFL is enough for me. I th- the way I see it, the CFL is the farm league for the NFL. Because not too many guys get picked up from the CFL. You think the XFL is going to be any different? It's guys that the NFL rejected. Exactly. Yeah. At at one point or another. For whether it be they don't they don't have what it takes physically, they mentally screwed up, or they have trouble off the field. I mean, it, it'll be a good it's a good platform for guys to prove that they can straighten out and okay. and focus on football. Yeah, absolutely, but at the same time, it's like it's a good it's it's too much. I think it's too much of a mix of guys who are at the tail end of their playing career are trying to get another shot. And some guys that are just like just right in the middle, happy to be playing football. Yeah, I think in the CFL, everyone's uh, with uh, with the exception of like veteran guys who are going into their 30s. I think the CFL, the goal of a lot of CFL players is to get into the NFL. I don't see that in the in the XFL as much as the CFL. Gotcha.
0: Right now. Yeah, well, it's cool to get your opinion. To be honest, that, that's why I asked. Not yeah. like, well, is he going to go to the XFL? That's yeah, no, not right. what I'm asking. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I understand.
1: Yeah, no, it's too it's too early. To, of to course, to, that to say that about. about the league, yeah. Uh, and for that reason, that should be a good reason to stay in the CFL, too, because look what happened to that AAF, that Alliance League, yeah, that, that folded and, like, no one got paid. It's like, oh, you just see, like,
0: the U.S. dollar and yeah. you're going to join this league. And and it doesn't have a good on. track history anyway. I mean, it's already been done. The XFL. the XFL. has already been done, you know what I mean? And it failed 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, history repeats so, itself. Yeah. So, there's a, definitely a possibility. So, I mean, it's just you know uh, again you got a nfl player cfl player here it's like i wonder what he thinks about that xfl you know yeah no it's uh they can have it i'm, <laughs> good, I'm good on that that's cool man well again man, you've done so much in your life just another dude from windsor and thanks a lot for coming yeah. out man thank you all right ladies and gentlemen Drake moore back here on the podcast that was dakota shepley uh Soon to be future NFLer for sure. Um, CFL's um, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, offensive lineman right now. Man, what a stud. I mean, uh, thanks again to Dakota for coming down to shoot the shit with me as well. Uh, I made a great episode and it was a great chat with him as well. Um, But man, like that was just the tip of the iceberg. I felt like we could have sat there and talked forever. Um, Usually don't like to make these things too long. It's probably the longest episode I've ever had, but. Um, there, like I said, there was no way I could have taken any of that out. Everything was important and good stories, and it flowed very well. So uh, who knows? Maybe we'll have him back one day. There's so much more that we could have talked about uh, just that came up. I mean, we covered everything that I had on the board. but all, There there's so many more questions that arose as we were talking. But um, again, just didn't want it to be too, too long. But man, thanks again to, for, to Dakota for, for taking the time to do that. I do wish I would have asked some more questions about the acting and stuff like that. Um, you know, if we could try and pinpoint him in that uh, Game Over Man movie or and even more Omega Red stuff. If you guys can find anything like that, let me know. Send it over and definitely gotta share it and promote uh, <laughs> promote his acting career as well. Who knows? Maybe he'll end up in some more roles and it will take off. That's pretty cool that a guy from Windsor um, is doing that. Yet alone his his football career. We didn't know for a while that we had a, a rate as a stunt double in uh, Netflix movies and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. That's uh, the colorful stuff. I always like to touch upon. Like we said in the interview, you never know these things about pro athletes, and you know what else they might have uh, behind them. Even though he's a football player, you think he might be one-dimensional. This guy's a musician. He's an actor, athlete, and just a dude too, as well. So it's cool to catch up with him and uh, hear his story. And, uh, yeah, I mean, keep an eye out for him in Windsor. He's not, not, a, not a hard man to spot, at least, if he's uh, if he's in the area. But he will be taking off to training camp soon. So all the best to Dakota in his second CFL year with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the biggest and baddest team in the CFL. Uh, we're going to do a quick read-off this week instead of going through all the different sports. Well, we're still going to go through them just really quickly. Uh, we're going to kick off with our winter spitfires. As always, it was a rough week for the Spits, losing three games between last Thursday and today, uh, currently on a four-game losing streak again. Uh, it's kind of funny how that happens. They went from a four-game losing streak to a three-game winning streak, and then back to the losing streak. Anyway, the Spits host the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds tonight at the WFCU Center. They also have two home games uh, this week against Guelph on Saturday night and Kingston on Sunday afternoon. On Sunday's game, um, last weekend, sorry, last weekend's game, Luke Boca, the captain, played his 307th OHL game, the most in franchise history, knocking down former captain and guest of the show, John Scott Dixon. The Windsor Express have bounced back with two straight wins, beating London on Friday 107 103, and Waterloo on Sunday 109 99. Uh, They had a special day game at the WSU Center yesterday at 11 a.m. Uh, on a Wednesday and they will be in London tomorrow night and then back home next Friday a lot of Lancer sports have come to an end as well Lancer's women's basketball lost to Brock on Sunday in round 2 of the OUA playoffs ending their stellar season as one of the top 10 teams in the country on Saturday men's volleyball kicks off their playoff in Kingston against Queens and next week the track and field team has the youth sports championship in Edmonton lots more news will be shared on the radio show. If it's not too late for you to catch that, you can always catch it on cjam.ca. But it looks like that's it this week on Win City Sports. My name is Drake Demore, and I'm here every Thursday with a brand-new episode of the Wind City Sports podcast and radio show. The radio show airs live on Cjam 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit at 12.30 and replays on Tuesdays at 8. But you can hear every single podcast, wherever you're listening to it right now, of course, on windcitysports.com. Um spotify apple Podcasts, and anywhere you can find your podcast um, here on the podcast we'll hear the full uncut unedited versions of our interviews as you heard with Dakota today and on the radio show I just like to play a few little highlights some music and a lot of sports news so we'll get you caught up with our Spitfires Express and Lancers in depth today at 1230 uh, you can follow the show at WinCity_Sports sports on Instagram and Twitter find us on Facebook Win City is all one word, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y. It's the same when you're trying to find the pod on Spotify or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, give us a like, follow, subscribe, leave us reviews on any social media or any platform you might use. And you can even follow me, Drake Demore, on Twitter and Instagram at Drake Demore. But until next week, smell you later.